good day to you. Welcome. Bill Michael Show is on the air today. Good to have you. On this Thursday, I was hoping to feel a little bit better today. Not happening. Not happening. Today's worse than yesterday. But we're here. We're together. And uh, now we get it going. Um, a lot of stuff to get to today. we got Paul Charchian coming up here in a little while. Uh, a couple of hours, actually. We're going to talk with Paul. Uh, about some fantasy, uh, which of which I'm no longer a part of. I did get axed out of the guillotine league. So uh, didn't have uh, had yes. some stuff going. Yeah, I know. Ben's happy to hear that. I heard Ben's about why, Bill, by the way. Uh, I didn't make a move. And, and here's the thing is I got caught up in, uh, I had a trade, or not a trade, a, uh, I had a, a couple of acquisitions, wire acquisitions that I was going to make, and I didn't hit send. That hurt, that hurt me as well. But, yeah, I uh, I ended up getting caught up in some stuff last weekend. Was it last weekend, I think? Last weekend. And uh, it, it cost me, and I didn't make a move in my roster and yada, yada, yada. So I ended up falling short, woefully short. My team was pretty solid, and uh, the scoring was okay. But uh, it uh, as I had some injuries, I had a couple of guys. Play. Well, at one point, I had a guy playing that wasn't even playing. So it, it got to be that point. So, you know, it takes work. It takes a little time. But I, I am happy, though, Ben, that I made it this far. I made it halfway through the season. I didn't think I would. This was my first uh, crack in the guillotine league. Now, I played fantasy football before. But this was my first crack in that league when others have been doing it for a while. So I felt pretty good that a lot of people that are veterans at it Went uh, by the wayside far before I did, so I didn't have a problem with that. Oh, you made it further than the Packers. Yeah, right. I made. Yeah, I got. I had more wins than the Packers did. So, uh, that being said, uh, this week uh, we've got Paul Charging going to be joining us coming up here a little bit. Going to hear some of the things that uh, Aaron Rodgers had to say, and now you get rumblings that the that the Brewers could possibly be in the market or at least listening to to trade Corbin Burns. Ben, would you do that? Short what answer. Message does that, what message does that send? A terrible one. I, I would not do it. I, I think we'll learn a lot with the moves aside from Burns, right? They picked up Wong's mm-hmm. option. They have a right. decision to make on Boxberger today. It's a $2.5 million decision, whether they pick up the option or there's a, what, $800,000 sunk cost there. So I, we're going to learn a lot about what the team thinks and where they stand and what their vision is for really the roster and the pitching staff they have now. I would not do it. I, I think it's an addition thing as opposed to a subtraction and try to build, but I could see a scenario where they choose the latter route. Yeah, now Jeff Passan said that neither the Guardians or because uh, Shane Bieber is a part of this uh, discussion or the Brewers, um, you know, Corbin Burns, they're looking for astronomical asking prices, but there, there's no intent to deal them, so to speak. But Bieber and Burns, um, they're, they're kind of on the, the, as they put it, the same contract track. And they each have a couple of years of arbitration remaining and can't become free agents until 2024. But that puts a little um, time and pressure on the front offices to get something done. And Corbin Burns, obviously a, a Cy Young Award winner, uh, .97 whip, 243 strikeouts, 202 
innings pitched, a 2.94 ERA. Given the numbers, I mean, boy, that you're you're talking big time deal if they they should make a move. But there's no way. I you know if you if you get rid of Corbin Burns, there there is a strong message being sent to your fan base that we are going to grow talent. We're going to talk about yada yada yada. We're going to get you know we're going to get young talent in. We're going to develop talent. We want to keep our talent and then watch him go by the wayside. I, I think it's. I understand there is a budget to this team, but I think it's a terrible message, and it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. Um, so I, I just, I when I read that and saw that, when I got up this morning, I, Ben, when you had sent me the the notes on it this morning, and I got up and I started reading it, I just thought, it, it, it made my, like my, my spirit as a Brewers fan kind of sink. It just made me go, ah, oh, here we go again. You start to get good talent, and then you're just going to say, well, we can't afford it. And, you know, so then what are you doing? You know, at what point do you ever be really become a serious contender? So it would it would be, in my opinion, a bad look. A bad look. So, yeah, that's just me, though. Uh, 877-867-1670. The phone number is to hit us up. That's it. You can find us over on Twitter as well, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under uh, Bill Michaels Show on YouTube. Same thing over on Twitch TV. And you can also find the website, TheBillMichaels.com. TheBillMichaels.com. So there you go. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, today uh, also... Like I said, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up. Packers back on the practice field, and we'll find out who uh, is and is not practicing today. Um, so we got that going on. And, uh, and now you don't have a Kenny and Halpern show tonight, do you? Yeah, we do. Live at Monks and Sun Prairie, five to six, talking Badgers, mm-hmm. Iowa. Because you were on what Tuesday? We're on Tuesday and Thursday every week. Tuesday and Thursday. I thought it was just Thursday. No. Okay. I didn't know. Didn't know. I, I, I didn't get the memo on that. So I'm just checking, just checking to be sure, because I just had somebody text me, or not text me, but uh, tweet me and say, hey, uh, do we have Kenny and Halpern tonight? They enjoy the Badgers coverage. And I thought, wait a minute, they were just on Tuesday. So there you go. Um, this is uh, from, from Mark, who says, uh, I heard Aaron Rodgers' comments about the young guys and some of the young guy rumblings coming out of Green Bay, is there a problem? We talked about this last night. Um, I don't know if there's a problem. I, I don't know to what depth there are issues, for lack of a better term. I, I just don't. I don't know how bad things are behind closed doors. Mike Clemens and I were kind of texting back and forth a little bit last night. I mean, there's there's something to this. I'll tell you that. There's something to this. Um, I, to what depth? Don't know. But there is there is a... How do we put it? A uh, uh, a little bit of a a split, we'll say, and that's probably too big a word. That's probably too big a word, but there is a little bit of a, a divide, if you will, might be a better term. So yeah, uh, I but but to, you know, are guys arguing behind closed doors? I don't know. Don't know about that. Uh, this one's from Kathy. Kathy says, "Love the Packers coverage." Says, do you think Aaron Rodgers gets healthier and the thumb gets better and his numbers go up? You would assume. Yes, Kathy, you would assume. But I don't. Uh, 
I don't think the numbers are going to go up dramatically. I, I think, you know, looking at this team, it is what it is. The, nothing's going to change this right now. I think when we talked about it yesterday, what are you hoping to see? I think, you know, you're hoping to see organization. You're hoping to see an opening drive. You're hoping, hoping to see some of the mistakes being cut down. You know, they could have won that Detroit game. They could have won numerous games. They just didn't because of penalties, because of problems, because of missed assignments. They, it's just it's always something. That's it. Um, Dan says, listening to the best sports show in uh, Wisconsin, had knee surgery last Friday. Lateral meni- what is it? meniscotomy? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Or is it uh, like an ACL, MCL type of thing? I don't know. Um, Peter says, as you would say, Bill, somebody in the front office needs to get smacked in the ass with a grilled cheese sandwich. Would be a big loss for the uh, Brewers to lose uh, Corbin Burns. I, I would agree. I It wouldn't be a loss in the sense of if, if you get a bunch in return, okay. But what does it say to your fan base when you cultivate – a guy, you bring him up, you got a Cy Young Award winner, you got a really good pitcher, you've been looking for pitching, only to say, talk to you later. I mean, the Josh Hader deal was bad enough. You get rid of Corbin Burns, I think it's a travesty. I really do. I think it's a travesty. Um, MLB Marathon says, uh, to trade Corbin Burns, would be the wrong thing right now unless you get a right price and a big haul for him. If you get numerous draft choices, first-round draft choices, and an additional player or two that can play every day, that would not be a bad trade. Um, if you get two players, two good starters, two good bats, it wouldn't be terrible. But, again, I go back to the look of it. I'm not To what you could get for him would be an enormous haul. I agree with you. But the look, the perception becoming reality in many people's minds would be that you're going to cultivate talent only to watch it leave. So don't get attached to anybody in the Brewers organization because as soon as they're they're due to make money, we're, we're, we're done with them. That's what that would say. Um... Anthony says, uh, did you see that it's only going to be a million bucks for Abram in cap space for the Packers? Will he be a better player than Darnell Savage Jr.? I don't know about a better player. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, he's a first-round draft choice. He's certainly got potential, and it's only a million bucks. You're right. So they still have some money under the cap if they need to go out and get some additional people. But right now, they're just hurting. Who cares? You know, you hope that greener pastures, you know, you hope that the grass is greener here in Green Bay and he can kind of find himself and becomes a valuable member. But I don't know if this is a long time fix. Just an FYI. Um, What else do we have here? We got a lot of different stuff going on today. (laughs) Mark says you sound terrible. Mark, I don't know what to tell you. I don't feel great. But I don't feel as bad as I sound. Let's put it that way. I don't feel as bad as I sound. Um, but it's thank you very much for, yeah, right. But thank you very much for the compliment. <clears throat> ben, do I sound terrible today? I mean, not great, for yeah. sure. Okay. 
We're that with you, fun. though. I shout out yeah. to Mike Clemens. He so obviously I was not producing this show during the Mike McCarthy era. Therefore, the McCarthy drop board not very extensive. Right. Mike Clemens passed along some inventory that we can did that, he that will be used. I mean, it, it's a big day on Sunday. I think we really need to give Mike his you know proper greeting. So I just a shout out to Mike Clemens to get things going. Mike is always working. Mike sends stuff. For those that don't know, Mike uh, is always working. He's always doing stuff. Mike sends us stuff. I'll hear my phone go off at like 2.33 in the morning. Now, Mike does a morning show, too, by the way, for people that don't know. Mike does a morning show here in the state of Wisconsin. So Mike at like 2 and 3 in the morning will all of a sudden start emailing. The emails will start coming through. You'll hear your phone go bzz, 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 bzz. And I'll, I'll be like, oh, my God, because it's the same buzzing uh, sound that like when my alarm goes off at the house, like there's somebody outside or an animal or something passing by. So I, I jump out of bed, I grab my phone, I look at it and uh, it's, it's Mike sending a, uh, you know, sending cuts or sending an email or letting me know something that I, you know, whatever, but, or, Hey, did you hear this? Let's talk about this, that type of thing. So absolutely. Bill, I was at the airport yeah, go ahead. at two thirty AM uh, or three o'clock AM central time on Monday. Uh-huh. And I was getting those emails. Yeah. I was ready That's to get Mike, on a flight. Man. I was like, man. Mike's always working. You never know. When's the guy sleep? He never does. Also, by the way, I hope you caught the end of that car chase yesterday because. I did not. No. And for those that uh, did not know what we're talking about, last night we were um, we were doing the huddle. And for about the last 25 to 35 minutes of the huddle, there was a car chase in L.A. And uh, first of all, let me say this. I was amazed at the video how clear the quality of video was of uh, streaming live from this helicopter. It was am- it was like HD. It was amazing. So <clears throat> so we were watching this, and I watched the truck crash into the cars and then crash into the gas station, and then the officer rammed the truck from behind, but I didn't. And one guy got out and took off running, and they got him right away, cuffed him and put him in a squad car. But I did not see what happened at the end. What happened at the end? Oh, there was a standoff for a while. They thought the guy inside had a weapon. Uh, and eventually, uh, crazily, they shot shotgun shells into there, uh, whatever else, trying to get him out. And eventually, they get him out, and he's walking around. He was fine. They put him in an ambulance. But, Bill, he was a freaking Cowboys fan. Oh, there you go. Maybe he just wanted tickets to the game and couldn't find any. I mean, Maybe I, that's what it was. The chase went on for like two hours. Was he wearing a Cowboys jersey? A, a Cowboys sweatshirt. Really? Ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. There's no that's way funny. the Cowboys can win after that. That's funny. <laughs> Shock the world. There you go. The ultimate Cowboys fan being arrested out in L.A. Yeah, if you had a chance to see it. I can't believe it didn't make like national news from that chase yesterday. Because he was, I mean, the guy was driving on three tires. And the front passenger side tire was gone. He was on the rim. It was amazing. It, it was amazing to watch that chase last night as we were winding down, uh, winding down the huddle. And by the way, uh, somebody just asked, did the uh, Bucks win last night? Yes, they did. 136-132 over the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They are 10-1 and on the season. Let's do this. We're going to step away. Uh, go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. Got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. We got you. This week's MVP is the Detroit Defense. Thank you, Lincoln. Thank you, Lincoln. Way to go, Detroit Lions. Get ready, Detroit. Slime is heading your way. I don't know what that means. Slime is heading your way. Get ready, Detroit. Slime is heading your way. Nickelodeon. Giving the MVP, Nate Burleson on Nickelodeon, giving the uh, last week's uh, NFL award to the Lions defense. For shutting down Aaron Rodgers in the offense, you, you slime is on your way. I don't know if that's much of an award. At least it's uh, it's a uh, a recognition for what it is you accomplished. But I don't know if I'd want to be slimed because of it. Oh, they join notable former winners, including uh, Mitch Trubisky, multiple times. Oh well, there you go. Well, if it's the Mitch Trubisky Award, well, that is an honor. That's an honor. There you go. The Mitch Trubisky Slime Award. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked, uh, you know, after reviewing the Lions game in the video, um, how would he describe? Speaking of the defense of the Lions on Sunday, how would he describe the performance against the Lions on Sunday? Not a couple bad throws for sure. I think overall. Uh, you know, there were a lot of positive plays, um, but, uh, you know, it wasn't the worst performance in my career, but there were a couple of bad throws for sure. No, that was the worst performance of your career. I, I would say that was, that was bad. Um, he was asked then, you know, Hey, look, during this losing period, this five game losing streak, you know, you're going in to try to quote, get right against Detroit. Uh, are you just trying to do too much at this point? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I've done that you know, as much as I can. I think as a leader, you got to try and make your teammates better and, and try and inspire them. And I don't feel like I've changed a whole lot of the way I've played. Uh, we just haven't made a lot of plays on offense. Um, Rogers was asked, and again, this goes back to sticking to the playbook and and are you changing plays and all that kind of stuff. He was asked, Rather than running around, extending plays, waiting for guys to get open, should you just run the play? I think that there's been more by the book this year than any year in my career, I would say, um, because we haven't had uh, the veteran group on the outside to handle really the position switches like we've had in, in years past where guys can play X, F, and Z and be interchangeable. So we've probably done a little bit less this year. Um, you know, I've played from the pocket the uh, you know, predominantly, I think the last couple of years, there's been times in you know, the last few weeks where I've tried to extend plays a little bit more. Um, not necessarily prompted by yourself and some of the questions you've asked, but um, but because we've needed it, uh, I think I, I got to keep doing some of that stuff. Uh, you know, there are obviously a couple runs in the game that help us out, but uh, it all comes down to timing. If we're open on time, the ball comes out. If we're not open, you know, I got to extend some plays, and that's where the mental awareness has to come in. Do I got to deal it, or can I extend plays and, and use my legs a little bit? Um, as he said, they've done more by the book this season because of necessity, and part of that is because he doesn't have guys that can. They're not on the same page. 
So you have to run the plays. When you're not on the same page and you don't know where Aaron wants you to go or you don't have a familiarity with the guy that uh, you're throwing to and you don't know where he's going to go, then you have to run it by the book. You have to do that. It's a good answer. It's, it's, it really is when you think about it. Um, so for those that say, well, he's changing the plays, and, well, they're not running this and they're not doing that. No, they're running the plays that are called. Probably more so, like he said, more so this year than years past because of out of necessity. Um, and now we're in November, and it's November football, and it, it's going to be cold. The cold is coming. Today is a beautiful day, and I wish I was <laughs> wish I was well enough to get out and enjoy it. But uh, it's it's a beautiful day, but the cold is coming. It's going to be nasty over the weekend. It's going to be back to the high 30s. Uh, so now you've got November football, and does this offense even come close to having an identity right now? I think there's a lot of resetting going on for sure. Um, you know, we don't have a lot to build on offensively. We haven't, you know, put up a lot of points. Then last week I felt like we moved the ball pretty effectively, both in, you know, regular offense and some tempo offense. Uh, so that's good to build on. But situation football has hurt us all season. We've been, you know, real average on third down and, and worse than that in the red zone, it feels like. And that's kept us from scoring points. And, and our defense has had some stretches where they played pretty good. You know, they hold them to 15 points. We should win all those games and it's come down to us executing in the red zone and then third down we've been a little bit better the last couple of weeks but uh, nowhere near good enough he also talks uh, about you know the younger guys uh would it be easier um you know on on some of the younger players or sammy watkins for that matter new guys if you just kind of ran the offense by the book, so to speak, just, you know, by the, the, you know, rather than having any kind of improv in this thing at all, because we have seen Sammy Watkins specifically go the wrong way. Uh, he's chosen bad routes a lot. So would it just be easier? Is it just easier to just run the offense? I think it has been by the book a bunch. I think that's where, you know, maybe you have the ideas a little bit off. It has been very by the book. I think the struggle has been, how do we make it by the book but not robotic? You know, when it's robotic, uh, it, you know, unless you have a perfect scheme that's paired up with the perfect defense for that scheme, it's not going to be open. So I think that's where, um, you know, the little details come in where we're not trying to be robotic. Obviously, we're trying to run the plays by the book. We're not going way outside the offense. I'm not going way outside the offense um, unless we're in a two-minute situation and there's something that I've seen that... that that I'm calling that that uh, you know might be an ode to years past based on uh, the look the looks that we're getting, but we're not going outside the offense. We just we're a little too robotic at times, I think, and then the details on some of the things aren't showing up consistently. Where you know there may be on paper route stems, and sometimes the robotic is going to work. You know, there were multiple plays in the game where if we do the robotic part of that. If we do the day one teaching, if we take the proper steps, we have a big play, but it's not showing up. Um, so it's a fine line between the robotic uh, schematics at times, which can scheme people open, and then the ability to leave room for instincts. Now, when you're playing with the Devontae Adams, you leave a lot of room for instincts because he's able to do a lot of things that other guys just can't do. When you don't have that, you obviously lean on the scheme but you still have to understand the details so we're not 
just out there going through the motions. We still have to leave room for the instinctual part of the game to kick in for some of our guys. So, you know, again, I, I don't know if there's an idea that we're going with the system. I don't think that's the case. I think we've been more by the book this year than we have been, you know, in any year that Matt's been here. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back and get some phone calls, hear more from Aaron Rodgers. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael's show continues on. So, sitting here talking uh, some Packers football, Aaron Rodgers, uh, talking about the guys, um, you know, salvaging this season, possibly, you know, can they? Um, We'll get back into some of the things that Rodgers had to say coming up here shortly. Uh, So, stay tuned for that. Uh, Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, good, Bill. How are you today? Good. What's up? Yeah, here's my question. I just started listening, but don't you think the the Aaron Rodgers bashing at some point has to end? And and I say that because, yeah, it's a bad year. He's playing bad. Things are falling apart. And I think as fans, we didn't want this, obviously, but there was a potential. You know, with that type Mm -hmm. of wide receiver court, you know, Rodgers taking up 50 mil. We knew this was a potential. So, anyway, it's happening. Right. The Rodgers bashing, I just – I understand it. He's he's his own individual. But let's be honest, the organization overall – during his career, I mean, they've let him down. And in players as well. I mean, Bostick's issue in Seattle, that never should have happened. There were so many right. little things that could have got free agents at, a right, at the right time. They didn't help Rodgers many, many years of his career. And so Rodgers, I mean, again, I know I'm not a huge – I love Rodgers, but, I mean, I'm not doing this just because I'm a super Rodgers homer. But I'm like, at some point, the bashing has to end. The guy's giving us as fans, you know, he should have – with more help, giving us another bowl or two. And 11, in 11 against the Giants, that was on McCarthy. So even mm-hmm. then, I think we grabbed a bowl from Rodgers right underneath his fingertip, just from a bad coaching, you know, getting out coached by the Giants in that 2011 game that we just dominated the NFL. Um, and then, well, don't forget, I mean, Rodgers yeah. pretty much willed this team into some of the NFC Championship games. So yeah, I agree I mean. with so you. Yeah. I mean. yeah, you have to re- you have to reflect on the, his career. And, yeah, he is an odd individual, but at the same time, and I don't. I guess maybe the younger generation doesn't appreciate as much as maybe a few of us that are a little older. But it's been a fun. It's been a fun magic carpet ride. Maybe it's done soon. Maybe it's not. But just let the bashing go because he's given us so many highlights. He's kept Green Bay relevant, whereas we know for two decades it was it was a laughing stock of the NFL. So just appreciate what we had. And if it's done, it's done. And uh, I don't know if we're going to settle into the seventies, eighties. I don't think so. Um, but. The bashing at some point has to end. <laughs> it's unbelievable what we've had. And even if, you know, even if people are laughing at the, you know, at the organization now, it is what it is. But just, just look back and enjoy enjoy the ride that he gave us. And it wasn't on him. A couple of bowls he should have had, but that's not on him. Yeah. That's definitely No, no, I would agree with that. So, I appreciate it. Know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, when you look at Aaron Rodgers' career as a whole, Absolutely. There, there is. He willed this team into some of the uh, the postseasons, some of the 
uh, NFC Championship games. I completely agree with that. In recent history, some of the failures, uh, specifically with the offense and down the stretch, those can be more attributed to him. I think uh, there are times that, um, how do I put this? And I've said this before, it's it's all about likability. And at times, Aaron Rodgers does not make himself likable. And when I say that, it is, he's his own guy. But at times, that turns people off. You know, Rodgers is not a hunter. He's not a fisherman. He is a two fingers of scotch, sit at home and sit on a higher plane of contemplation. And that doesn't endear you to the common fan, the blue collar worker that, you know, does anything and everything he or she can to scrap together money to go see this team with season tickets. That's, you know, there's a disconnect there. So that becomes an unlikable factor. And then when... You know, some of the things, you know, again, I've said before, if you put yourself on a pedestal, you're not doing anybody any favors. But if people put you on a pedestal, well, that's up to them. You know, you know, the the old adage is, if you're great, you don't need to tell anybody you're great. But there are times where he'll say, I'm great, and point the finger at everybody else. And that doesn't bode well with people. But... um. But, again, I, I just think I think it's an emotion thing. When he's playing extremely well and lighting it up, you know, everybody gave him praise. You know, he never shied away from the praise, right? So when things are bad, you know, naturally you're going to get a lot of the blame as well. And it just, it just comes with the territory. It comes with the job. It comes with uh, the position, for lack of a better term. I think it's also somewhat of a compliment to the standard we hold him to, right? Well, that too, yeah. Like if that's there is a Jordan Love, any other veteran who's playing like he's playing, wouldn't be as much talk about it because you wouldn't hold them to the standard everyone holds Rodgers to. Yeah. yeah I guess no that's doubt. a career accomplishment. No, no, I, I and, and here's the problem. Anybody, whether it's Jordan Love or anybody that follows Aaron Rodgers, you know, the standard he has set, the bar that he has set, is touchdowns to interceptions are minimal. This year's a little different, but touchdowns to interceptions are minimal. It's always been 4,200 yards or more uh, per season. It's been pinpoint accuracy. It's it's It hasn't been a lot of incomplete passes. It's been quarterback ratings of 100 or more on a consistent basis. And, man, you know, when you, when you go beyond that, you know, it, it's like, wow. Anybody that comes in, Jordan Love or anybody, that's going to be where we're at as a a fan base looking to measure. The measuring stick is going to be here's what the level is that you need to play at to be considered a really good quarterback in Green Bay because it's been the 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 bar has been raised so high from Favre to Rodgers. We didn't think it could it could get higher after Favre, and Rodgers has protected the football so incredibly well that you didn't think it could get higher. But man, it it, it really is. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. Um, I'm just curious. I, I never heard your opinion on this. And let's go to this. What about if Rodgers and Brady switched from the get-go? From the beginning, 
Rogers was with Belichick and Brady was with McCarthy and what we have now. How would that have worked out in your opinion? Well, that's a great question. Um, I wonder how the relationship between uh, Rogers and Belichick would have gone. Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. Um, If now, if you take Rogers as a rookie under Belichick, I would say that they'd probably have the same amount of of rings, maybe more. I mean, I don't know, but uh, Rogers, because Rogers technically is as good as, if not better than Brady, but Brady has that other intangible that you can't quantify. You know what I mean? Because Brady's numbers are up there, don't get me wrong, but they're not as good when it comes to the quality of quarterback position as Rodgers. But he's got an intangible. He's got that that lion's heart that uh, we've 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 had a far. Far was not going to be denied. He was not going to be denied. Yeah, and there's there's an intangible there. Yeah, and you just spoke about that. You just spoke about one guy's the Scotch guy, and one guy's sort of, you know, the really aggressive guy that's out there. You right. know, and I, I think you just hit on that. So maybe pop, you know, that popped in my head. What would have happened? So, how do you think Brady would have done with the Packers under McCarthy and all that? Um, I, boy, that's a great question because I think the ta- we, we keep talking about the talent around him, but Brady was winning with lesser talent. He just got on the same page and executed extremely well and did what he was supposed to do and and took the the difference between Brady and Rodgers is Brady a lot of the times took what the defense gave him. Rodgers was looking for a better play. So in that sense, I think Brady might do as well if not better because he had he had the patience. Oh, that's a good point patience that's a great point yeah and you know let let me ask you a question it seemed that brady threw guys open where rogers he done he has done it too but there's something there that i never could pinpoint with rogers whether he did that or everything had to be perfect you see what i'm saying right in other words why in other words when when uh, Lazard was running across the field in the championship game wide open, and and Rogers forced the ball, uh, all right, to uh, 17. Why Brady would have thrown it to Lazard, correct, instead of Adams? Most likely, yeah. Think so? Yeah, yeah, I believe that. You see what I'm saying? So that is a difference, though. How do you, you, you know, between the two of them? In other words, I don't think Brady had, be, besides Gronk, I don't think he had these kind of relationships with certain guys that they had to make them their number one guy. You know what I'm right. saying? I, I, yep. I don't no, know I agree. Explain it. No, I, I, I get it. In other words, you're not going to lock on one guy. You're going to take whatever, whoever's open. Why didn't, that's the, why, that's, why that's didn't the best Rogers way to put it. ever get that? Why didn't Rodgers ever get that? Um, he did, it, did he have it when he had the four good receivers, when he had uh, Nelson and Jennings and Driver and uh, Jones? Did no, he, did, but, did but he... they'll, all those guys will tell you. I mean, I had a long conversation with, with Jordy at the time, and he just said, you know, and even Greg Jennings said, 
we we had to work our ass off to get open because otherwise you weren't going to get the ball because everybody had an advantage and you and, and Aaron knew who it was coming to the line of scrimmage but if you didn't work to get open then you weren't going to see the ball at all because a lot of that was kind of predetermined so to speak but because there were so many good receivers in the matchups you would have two or three matchups mismatches uh in in that he said, look, you you know, there were guys that just weren't going to get the ball unless you really worked hard to get open because Rodgers would have his predetermination coming to the line of scrimmage to say this is where the mismatch is on this particular play. So, yeah, I, I think when you look at the guys that Rodgers had, when you talk about Greg, Jordy, you talk about uh, Randall Cobb, there's Jermichael Finley, James Jones, uh, Donald Driver. I mean, that's a hell of a compliment of receivers. You could go almost anywhere with the ball because you knew they were going to get open, and almost everybody was on the same page with you. So, so, so then, if you look at the whole picture right now, when he had the the people, he did the job. When he didn't have the people, he didn't feel comfortable, and he he acted like he he does a lot of times. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, in right. other yeah, words, no. he, he, in other words, um, they, it, it, whose fault is it now? In right. other, like people who are bashing Rogers or bashing a Murphy and uh, Goody, who, uh, whose fault is it? In other words, when he had the weapons, he proved he could do it. When he didn't have the weapons, he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Nope. Yep. Completely yeah, I mean, got I'm it. I'm talking about championships. I'm not talking about MVPs and all this other stuff. You see, right. You, you know. You know what I'm. You know because we're all complaining about this and that and everything. Remember again, we always said he needed another weapon besides Adams, and they never got him that. Okay. Right. So, so this is where I'm going with that. So, what made them think? Uh, what made anybody think that we were going to be better without Adams and? Like I said, you see what I'm saying with this? Yep. No, I, I appreciate the phone call. I never thought this would be better. I think we were all drinking some Kool-Aid when everybody kept saying, well, without Devontae, they're 7-0. and I kept saying, wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, it's one thing to win a game. It's another thing to go through a season without that guy. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers holding practice, getting ready to face the Cowboys. Linebacker Rashawn Gary season officially over, placed on injured reserve after suffering a torn ACL Sunday in Detroit. Yesterday, they claimed former first-round draft pick Jonathan Abrams off waivers from the Raiders. He was teammates with Packers defensive back Sean Nixon, who was asked what Abrams can bring to this defense. Uh, not just to the defense, to the team. Uh, physical. Football savvy, you know, you understand the game. I mean, it's going to be good for us, honestly. You know, bring us uh, another guy who run through walls, hit, you know, physical. Um, he knows the game. He's a good person to be around. He's going to be a good addition to the team. Defensive back Eric Stokes spoke to reporters while on crutches and using a walking boot. Stokes asked if he thought the turf at Ford Field factored in his knee and ankle injuries. I'm 100% going to say that the turf, but um, it is what it is, you know. I don't like turf, but, you know, I'm not going to get too much into that. But I've seen the film of it. Foot got stuck behind and a couple people landed on top of me with my foot behind me, so it's not a good image. Aaron Rodgers sat out 
practice after throwing three interceptions against the Lions, still bothered by that thumb injury on his right hand. I threw last week and didn't feel like uh, it was a positive for me going into Sunday, so I felt like today was uh, better to just do rehab up here than go down and and watch practice once the team started, but it was better for me to get that hour and a half in up here than down there throwing the football. The Packers now have 17 players on the injury list. How much has that contributed to a five-game losing streak? Matt LaFleur. If I say yes, I, I feel like I'm making an excuse. So, like, it just, it, it's it's football. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show, on the air. Good to have you. Yeah, a little, little rough today. I get it, but uh, nevertheless, Packers getting ready for the uh, the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Um, we talked. Yeah, look, uh, I know that uh, one of the headlines we had today was that uh, you know there's this rumor floating around that uh, the possibility of trading Corbin Burns. I don't th- let me let me be emphatic here. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that there are teams that are calling. I certainly, I mean I would be. I'm I, the Brewers are a small market team that have shown a propensity not to put a lot of money into a lot of players. So naturally, they're going to, you know, field some phone calls. I just don't think it happens. You know, just so you know, just you know, I I get some people discussing it and sending me emails and such and how can you say that? Well, first of all, it's it's uh, first of all, it's just because the rumors out there. Jeff Passan reported it that you know the the Brewers could be fielding phone calls for Corbin Burns. I don't want to see it happen. I think it's a bad look, but I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. Let me let me be very emphatic there. I don't think it's going to happen. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up yeah, if you want to do so. Also, you can find us over on the. Uh, the Bud Light live stream, you can track us down on Facebook. Um, and you can find us uh, over on uh, on Twitch TV as well. And I think after the uh, the top of the hour, I think uh, Ben and Zach are going to take over the program for a while. I'm just, uh, I think I'm going to head back to bed. Been sick for the last couple of days, and uh, I hate to do it because I don't normally do this, but I want to let you know what's going on just because I am uh, I'm sitting here with a little bit of a fever today. And it's just, it just, I thought I could do it, and I just can't. So, my apologies. Uh, but you're in good hands with Ben Kenny running the rest of the way. And Ben can do play-by-play of, apparently, uh, chases, high-speed car chases in L.A., which was actually fun last night when we did that. But I still wish we had Kevin Harlan. That would have been the best, paying attention to that high-speed car uh, chase. Bill, I think you make a great point. I, I think. Thank you very much, Mike. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Mike McCarthy Appreciation Day? Yeah or nay? Your call. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, it, and here's the thing, is that Mike McCarthy deserves an ovation. I mean, he just does. He deserves an ovation when he comes back out of the tunnel. He deserves to feel, you know, like there was uh, some good things that he did in Green Bay. I mean, I know the end was ugly, and there was a vetting process, and now that there's been enough time between the time that he left. Because remember... He uh, ends up leaving. He gets he gets fired, and then he has that incident with an official at a high school basketball game. Remember that? You remember that, Ben? Yeah, yeah. So he had that, and um, and then that that you know kind of blew up, and there was just a lot of bad looks. And then uh, now enough time has passed. He's had some success. 
and, and now you get a chance to to really, you know, kind of give them a little bit of appreciation. And after that, you hope that the Packers shock the world. So uh, I'm going to head back to bed. Uh, you guys take it over. You guys enjoy it. Hopefully I'm feeling better tomorrow. I wake up and uh, and uh, am rid of the creeping crud. Thank God I, I did test uh, for COVID. I tested negative, so that's good. I don't have COVID. It's just I think the flu is going around. So I'm going to head back and, and take it easy. Tell Paul Charchi and I said I'm missing him two weeks in a row, unfortunately. But uh, Ben, Zach Heilprin are going to take you the rest of the way. I'm going to be back hopefully tomorrow. Talk to you in a few. Have a good one. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.